Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here, and I have a special guest with us today, Winston, songwriter, gamer, enthusiast, all the way around. How are you doing today? Um, good. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. This is uh, kind of a new experience to me to be on a podcast, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Winston, so where can they find you and what you do? Um, they can find me uh, on the social platforms. I guess the easiest one to reach me on is uh, my Instagram, which is at hf.jamie. And um, my Facebook also is Winston DM. Okay. Uh, they can find me there. But if they want to do directly business with me, they can find me on Fiverr. Or Upwork, which uh, also I go by Winston DM in those two. So, that way you can find me. Okay. Uh, if I would talk about what I do, I do a lot of things, but mainly I write. Um, you know, I write articles, I write up for, for YouTube scripts, YouTube channels. Um, I write songs, which is what I started, mainly what I do. And um, I also make music, so if you're in need of some music, contact me. Gotcha. And uh, in this particular episode, what we're going to do is discuss songwriting and meaningful lyrics and how that translates to not only providing the music, but also getting the right song for the right project. Mm-hmm. So what is typically... Uh, with your songwriting that you want to capture? Um, that's a good question. The thing is, when when you're writing a song, and especially when you start writing songs for people, because the way that I started, I started by being a ghostwriter, which means, for those who don't know, people would contact me, and they would um, give me sort of like a topic, uh, that they need a song about. Sometimes they give me information about themselves if they want a, they want a song where they talk about themselves. And I would write the lyrics uh, because I'm good with words. And I basically take no credit for it. And the artists who will sing or rap or whatever is going to do with it, they're going to take full credit. So I'm not going to be mentioned at all. I just take money for writing the song and that's it. So that's what ghostwriting is, essentially. I started as a ghostwriter, and it was very difficult at the beginning because you would like to capture not only the topic, but also how that artist would view that topic. But the artist would not give you a lot of information about themselves because they, they fear you know, being exposed at some time uh, in their career, so they, they wouldn't want to be known as people who have ghostwriters. It's sort of uh, like... A, like a taboo thing or like a frowned up on thing, uh, especially in the rap business. So this makes it difficult to truly embody what songwriting is. And songwriting is if you're working with an artist, you gotta write from your heart, but also for the heart of the artist who's gonna be performing it. And if you if you don't have a theme. If you don't have passion behind it, if you if you don't have sort of a message that you believe in as the songwriter and he, the, the the artist believes in as the performer, then it kind of it, 
can be felt through the performance and through the ears of the listeners and you can kind of feel like the person is not being as genuine and that's I think uh, some people would relate to or are now thinking of songs they were like yeah I, I, I like the words but I don't feel like he truly means it yeah you probably have that experience too true so you take the meaning when you're trying to write it you try to convey the feelings what they how they are singing how they go about it but also how it translates to the music industry or the context yes. to write the song with? Well, you have these multiple factors and it, it, it feels like an obstacle course sometimes. We gotta, you have to find your way through these obstacles uh, until the finish line. And the obstacles could be you don't know, you don't, you don't know the artist too well. Or you yourself don't know much about the topic, or the topic is a bit taboo, and the artist wants to make it sort of like a hit song, like a radio song, so you have to hold back on how you say things, or sugarcoat things, or reformulate them in a way that's not, uh, quote-unquote, offensive uh, to, to the listeners. So you have all of these, uh, like I said, obstacles that you have to overcome in order to make a song or write a song that's as honest as it can be to you, but also within uh, a context that's playable on the radio or, uh, you know, approvable by a label or by the artist himself. True. Alright, so writing the music, where do you find the inspiration for the ideas to write it? That's, uh, that's probably the question that I get asked, and I've had for for the past, no, I've done songwriting for about six years now, and I've wrote over 700 songs, probably. Um, for the first four years, maybe. My inspiration was just what the client tells me. Mm -hmm. uh, I would get a client every other day, and they give me details what they want to know of what they want to what they want the song to be about, and I would just you know uh, okay this that that, and I would you know grab my pen or whatever, and I just start writing. So I didn't have a source of inspiration. I was basically like an AI that you give instructions to. The AI is trained to, um, to, to rhyme words and put them together, make double, clever double entendres or whatever, and I would do that. By the way, there's going to be a lot of AI references because that's what I've been doing for the past three or four weeks. So excuse that. Anyways, um, so what I would... Basically, like, like I said, for the first four years, that was basically it. I didn't have truly inspiration. But then after, uh, some clients who liked my work, they stuck around, and I became familiar with their style, what they talk about. So I started just writing songs on my own and sending them to them like, hey, I know you would like this, so here, here it goes. That's when I truly started uh, focusing on getting inspired because I would write those songs basically for myself 
and then I would give them to, to a performer to perform them. And then I, I started getting inspired by pop culture, most, most, uh, mostly, uh, in most cases, and also sometimes you, I would see like, um, I would see like some sort of like news. I remember when 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 the jo uh, the George Floyd uh, murder happened. I saw that and it, it triggered something in me. Uh, obviously, the whole thing was horrible, but also like as as someone who uh, who you know dabbles in the craft of writing songs, it kind of like. Uh, something in me was like, I have to talk about this, uh, and I have to get some artists that I know to talk about this. And I just went down this like spiral thing in, in my own head, and I was like, okay, uh, how do I do this? I, I don't want to be disrespectful, I don't want to be, you know, too whatever. And I just wrote like three or four poems, I wrote a couple of songs, and I've sent them over to every artist that I know, hey, if you could, you know, if you could perform this, in, in, in the club, or you don't even have to record it. Uh, I just need to get this out of my chest, and I, I want to use you as the as the instrument, as the tool. And they were very happy about that, uh, and um, they, they took them and they and they performed them. And it was, it felt good to participate in that whole thing, but also it made me realize that oh, I can actually be inspired by, by what's happening. And I can write about it and, you know, deliver it to the world. And that's sort of like an example of how I can get inspired in like a second. It, it, it doesn't come from a single place. You're just experiencing the world and something happens. Could be something good, could be something bad, could be something personal or as far as it can be for me because I'm not even from the United States. So you, can, you never know where the inspiration could come from. True, you don't know where it can come from. It can spout from different ideas, different content around you. It can be certain current events. It could be relating to certain emotions, feelings during certain times. It can even be one yeah. person's story that can just dictate how you tell it and write a song about it. Songs about emotion, you express that emotion. And by expressing it, you has the intrinsic value that songs can provide, and the meaning behind yeah. it. Mm -hmm. That begs the question: Can an AI be as capable of finding the meaning if they can write the words for the lyrics? That's a that's a very good that's a very good question because it's something that I've been thinking about and discussing with my friends. I have friends in design. One of my friends does uh, like 3D modeling and all mm -hmm. that. And uh, one of my friends does illustrations. He works with Illustrator. Uh, and uh, my other friend also does like infographics and stuff like that. And, and so they, all of them are like in the work of uh, design and artistry. And we talk about these things a lot, especially AI. It's a very interesting topic, and we kind of discuss like uh, who's in the in the danger zone among us, 
you know, because it, it feels like the AI is going to take all, take all of our jobs, but like who's going to be the first to be out of the picture? So I've been thinking about this and songwriting and music making is, will the AI take over in that aspect? And if it does, would it be as poetic and as quaint, as beautiful as, um, as, as, as a person writing it? And I don't think it would. Maybe I'm biased towards the humans because I am one. Um, but uh, it, if, if I were to give like a, 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 what do you call it, like a solid argument, and it might be just solid in my head, but I'm going to say it anyways. Sometimes, okay, this is a good example. I've seen, I, I was watching a comedy bit. Uh, by, uh, I forgot the name of the comedian, but anyways, he was talking about uh, filmmaking, and uh, when he found out that Idris Elba was not from the United States, but he was actually uh, British, and Idris Elba was like in, in a bunch of movies, and obviously he's a huge star, and the guy said, I can't trust him to, uh, the comedian said he, he said uh, about he said that he can't trust him to play or portray the pain of black people in the United States because he doesn't know what pain Idris Alba experienced as a black person in the UK and that kind of resonated with me because I can't also trust an AI to be as truthful in emotions no matter how advanced, advanced it is, to the song, as I would be, because I'm a human, and the AI is not. As much as we can simulate or advance the technology of simulating feelings and emotions, it can probably write better than I could, ever could, because it has this huge access to every dictionary possible and every reference possible. But would it be true to the emotions of the song i mean i just cannot see that happening okay i would probably need to hear it first and okay the, yeah so the phonetic meaning behind ai writing the song first you can't fathom it second it kind of gives you into like makes your hair stand up because you don't want that necessarily to happen. You don't want them to write songs because the the limited technology, even integration of artificial intelligence and understanding emotions, mm. you can replicate them to understand emotions, but most the most successful I think you have been understanding it is just talking with other people and understanding dialogue and conversation but that's not understanding emotions just because you can talk and interact with people as a talking bot yeah does not mean that you understand the emotion or there's some things that won't click or you might say something that's totally peculiar that no other human would say and then it's just you know that's kind of the limitation of it yeah that's why i said even if it uh, the development of the technology of AI to sort of replicate emotions. If we, if we can break 
uh, our emotions into mathematical equations. And you can enter those into an AI system. Even then, I don't think it, it would be sort of uh, yeah. the, the same. And it's also, it's not that I mind AI learning these things because I've been contacted by, not too long ago, it was like a week ago, uh, by another, uh, because I'm working now mm. on this GPT-3 uh, model, uh, I'm teaching it how to sort of summarize text and answer messages and stuff like that. And I've been contacted by this other company <clears throat> who wants me to teach an AI how to write songs. And I said, yeah, sure. I've, I've been doing this for a while. I, feel, I know that I can teach it to write songs because I know a lot about this word. And the way I see it being used is not that it would replace songwriting like you would go on this website yeah. or open the software and be like, hey, write me a song about um, how my heart is broken after I found out that uh, she didn't love me all along and she just was there for the money or whatever like people talk about these days. And there I would take a couple seconds, write a whole song and just go perform it. I don't think that's going to be the use. Yeah. I think the use is going to be that it would it would be like a, like a symbiotic uh, relationship with uh, between us and the AI. So me as a songwriter, I would open that software, but the way I would do it, I would give it the prompts, and it would give me a result, and that result would sort of serve as like an inspiration or help me with like writer's block if I can't. Sometimes. I've been, like I said, I've been rhyming words, words since like for, for like eight or nine years. I've been doing it professionally for like six years or five, five or six years. Sometimes the writer block gets so bad for me that I can't rhyme the word anymore. Like I can't. You would be, hey, rhyme screen, and I would just stare at you, and I can't come up with something. Although I've probably rhymed that word like a hundred times. So. I see it as that tool. That tool would not get writer's block because it's built uh, like a machine, mm. and I have emotions and I have other things, burnout. I have other things that, that would be involved in, you know, causing me a problem. But the AI wouldn't have that problem, so it would help in those scenarios, and it would help with inspiration, and it would help with uh, giving you sort of like ideas that how about we try this, how about we try that, or yeah, things like that, basically. Okay. So it would be like a relationship that the artist, the songwriter himself would use, but not be replaced by. That's basically how I see it. Okay, okay. Well, another problem that I found that a bot writing a song, with the bot having access to the global web and all these dictionaries mm -hmm. and all this other stuff of data, wouldn't it also be easy to overlap certain data from a previous song and like try to write that from like a line from that or an entire text script from that to put into a songwriting wouldn't that be a problem like when you have to program not to plagiarize not to take uh from mm. other sources and just direct copy and paste copy paste yeah like how would the yeah. integration of that be handled with a simple bot writing songs actually 
the question for you know the, the guys who code these AIs to sort of figure out because I'm, I I train the AIs but, but I don't have like coding experience I basically get like prompts and I rate the prompt uh, on like <clears throat> sorry scale of seven uh, depending on its clarity I classify it and then I put my own input that, that the AI would learn from so it's it, it uh, the, the interface of the work that I do is not complicated and it mm -hmm. doesn't require uh, AI uh, sorry coding uh, experience so I don't want to fool you into thinking like I'm this mastermind mm -hmm. you know training this AI to do whatever uh, my input or like the, the uh, what separates me from any other person like you, you could say well, if that's the case anyone could do it the separation here is my experience as a songwriter or as a writer because not everyone can, you know, like uh, write the way that I do. Gotcha, so that's gotcha. the only separation why I could do it, and other people can't. But from like a coding perspective, I have zero clue gotcha, what's gotcha. happening in the background. So when it comes to questions like, how do we stop it from plagiarizing? How do we stop it from doing this and doing that? That's a question for the coding yeah. guys. I don't have an answer for you. So going with the songwriting. That's what you know how to do. You do it anyway. You your role is just to feed the information of songwriting process to the, the to the bot to see what it does, and it also you know there's different versions of the songwriting process that the bite might do. All you know, you know how they use the different phases. This probably take like five years to develop because of all the glitches and sorts of programming you have to rerun again rerun the same thing because maybe the programming stops at a certain point and you can't get over that so you have to rework it and refigure mm -hmm. out your solution to the bot how the bot's going to handle it uh maybe yeah. even start back to beginning to give it even more meaning to give it more understanding and even the understanding part might I don't know, I feel like the bot would be really easy to write the lyrics, but yeah. integrating meaning into the lyrics would probably be very flushed out. I feel like it would write the song, but it will be like so basic that it doesn't, it, yeah. it's just like a bot reading a script kind of thing. Yeah, let me piggyback on your point here. Uh, one of the problems that I think the AI is going to take a lot of time to overcome and this is this is something that even a human songwriter and i've been i've struggled with this for the first years that i've been doing this it's um sometimes it's not just about putting words together and rhyming them sometimes or most of the times it's about also capturing a vibe now a vibe is very hard to explain what a vibe is, we it's it's difficult to put it in words. Yeah, vibe is so basically a feeling, a capture of a moment, yeah. or just yeah, and a life ex life element. Mm -hmm. But it's you see, like we we have all these words that are like kind of like synonyms and the, to uh, like beside it to describe it, but we can't really 
put it as as in as clear of a definition mm -hmm. as other things. So if we can't even define it as well as we can do other define other things, how are you how are you going to teach it to an AI? So that's the first problem with this, because sometimes a client would come in and he's like, "Could you write a song about a certain topic?" And I, w I would like you to use this name because that's the name of my wife who died, for example. And I would like you to also uh, say the sentence, we will always be together no matter what, for example, because that's something she used to say for him, to him before she passed away. So now you have these set, like set of um, prompts. An AI can do as good of a job as me in writing the song because we have basically the same information. However, if the client said, and also, could you please make the first verse kind of grim, and then the first, the second verse joyful and hopeful, because I want the theme to be, oh, I've been going through a tough time when she passed away, but then I've kind of accepted it, and I'm moving along, I'm moving along with my life, and I'm becoming more hopeful, more full of life as uh, as the song progresses. So that element now that the client has added would paint a huge contrast between the type of song that I would write and the AI, and the AI would. Because I understand what the vibe is, yeah. and I can write it. I can make the song, I can make the choice of words that I take on on the first verse very sort of hard-hitting and punching, so it feels grimmer, it feels darker, it feels more heavy. Mm -hmm. And then now it kind of, you know, spruce it up and make it more joyful as the song progresses because that's what the client requested and that's a vibe. And you would feel it in your ear and you would, your brain would kind of get it as because it's listening to these words and it's understanding them and it's feeling like uh, it's noticing this pattern of mm -hmm. things becoming better. And the AI wouldn't be able to do that because it cannot capture that. It can only take the prompts and put them into words. Okay. Because of gotcha. the mathematical equation. Here's a situation I want to propose. Uh, I'm walking on the beach. All I see is the joyful waves. As I walk, it always makes me remember what I am. How can you translate that into like a meaningful song reference? Uh, uh, like, uh, you asking me? Yeah. Just, you know, it, it's just a random thought that I had. It's not really a reference okay. to anything. I, 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 thought like you, I thought you were like, um, you know, how would the AI would do that? How I would do it is that, um, could you, sorry, could you repeat? Uh, sure, you sure, so sure. Get, like, get Going down the beach, the waves are just blowing mm -hmm. around us. As we walk, we all remembrance of him and what he represented to us. Let the beach roar. Mm -hmm. And be the final moment. Okay. So, if you had sent me this and you were like, write me something based on this. This is the context that you have. Yeah. I would, I would first figure out, uh, like, the closest thing that I could think of that you would think of when we both, both, both see this uh, passage. So what I hear is sort of uh, like nostalgia to 
some older days when there was a certain presence, could be a person, could be a vibe or an energy or uh, what do you call it, a, a pet maybe, mm. something or uh, someone, something or a situation that taught you something and you're feeling kind of nostalgic to those learning days because now maybe because you know what you know, it's kind of heavier on, on the conscious. And um, since you've used this uh, walking on the beach thing, it, 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 uh, that's usually associated with deep thought and deep thinking and also memories. And they use this in like movies when you see someone looking at the beach and then like the face of the dead person or whatever, it's like oh, with it, like in the sunset, but like with, with low capacity. So that's usually like the, um, what's, what it is associated with. So it'll probably start the song with something like, um, let's see, something that represents nostalgia. So you would go, oh, uh, I would, on the beach, reminded of better times, like, for the beach, for us the beach has been the moving that is grooving, you know, something like that, something. Something, that's something what I that's, thought um, I mean, you could be very descriptive. I, I usually steer away from what, what, what the client sends me as, you know, like the words he chooses, mm -hmm. because I don't want to feel like, I don't want him to feel like, uh, I don't want them to feel like I, I, I just took what they said and didn't do anything creative with it. So I usually read it and re keep reading like three, yeah. four, five, ten times and then come up with something. Uh, yeah, my own that draws from that. Well, also with nostalgic and memories, I a lot of times that reminds me of like how the rhyming scheme works. That mm -hmm. if you put the rhyming scheme with those tones, it actually boosts up the emotions more. Yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. what I was going like moving and grooving and trying to go down the beach. You know, you have it raw, but you also have to keep in mind. The feeling you want to capture with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, sometimes the, the 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 poetic nature of the the rhyme scheme kind of adds up to the meaning because it feels like I, I think that's how our brains perceive it. It feels like you mean this so much that you put extra effort to convey it beautifully by implementing not only you know beautiful words but also a rhyme scheme it shows more effort yeah. so it's like you're putting more effort to say what you what you want to say because you truly care about what yeah. you want to say and um, I think that sort of like resonates with some part of our brain where it feels more yeah. Uh, impressive. But don't forget, we also have the rhythmic meter too. The rhythmic meter is the what we use to gauge how songs are going in our head. You know, a happy tone usually. I was so happy you went down the road, or if you want a grim tone, ain't so happy you went down the road. Here we are, coming out more. It kind of really depicts on. How you sound it, how it translates to the brain, the emotions you have convey yeah. in that stance, 
But sometimes you also have the visuals. Sometimes the strong visuals that go with the lyrics to like music videos mm. is even more yeah. enticing. Exactly. Yep. That's a. That's um. That's a tool that artists use. Sometimes, sometimes a song would start with uh, uh, not talking about what's happening. It's mm-hmm. just painting a picture. Sometimes a song starts with "Here I sit." Um, here I sit in this dark, dark alley, waiting for Nana Nani, and so it's just painting this picture of like loneliness and uh, waiting for something that might never come. And then they would, and then they would get into what the thing is. So mm-hmm. what they essentially did was they they painted this picture so they can give you the vibe of this being a dark yeah. song, and your brain now is more receptible to what is about to come uh, afterwards. Whereas yeah. if they, like, uh, out, of, out of the gate, came in with some dark, dark, dark material, you're not really prepared to it, so the reception might not be as good as if you yeah. sort of painted a picture. And the visuals of the videos uh, basically do the same thing yeah. just for your eyes instead yeah. of your brain. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's a scenario. Have you ever considered, like, when you had the four finished lyrics, that you try to storyboard it? Like, you don't have to be good at drawing to be storyboarding. But the way I work is you want to, if you want to plan out the mind maps in your head, what the song might look like when the emotions convey, write it on a storyboard. Like, they each, like, each, like, lyric or each stanza, write what's happening that you think is going on i think that the storyboard process will actually help give you more meaning it might even change certain dialect that you use in the song what do you think um i think adding any artistic element to your work uh could be very helpful mm-hmm. to the work that you're doing. So, as a songwriter, if I could, if I could sort of, if I could draw, uh, if I could draw the words that I'm saying, you know, if, if I have yeah. like a line that I think is beautiful, uh, and it rhymes well, and it has a rhyme scheme, everything, and if, if I can draw, if I can draw that line in a picture, yeah, I think that picture would uh, inspire me to write more of that line or continue. Yeah. writing you know to it because it uh, different types of art trigger different parts of our brain but it's our brain it's all connected yeah. so if one part is triggered and another part is triggered they're gonna they're gonna talk with each other like they're gonna connect so the, and that would create uh like a third party where it, where it's the combination of the two things yeah so I think if you can add a video, if you can add a picture, if you can draw, if you can help, if you can um, knit something or whatever, uh, anything that has to do with an artistic endeavor, an artistic craft, if you can do it, do it next to what you're already doing because I think that could add a lot of True. Uh, inspiration and movement to what you're doing. So what's your artistic craft? Do you have anything like that? Um, usually... Uh, I, I, 
sometimes when I'm having sort of like a problem with writer's block, I would go, I would open FL Studio and I would grab my, uh, what do you call it, MIDI keyboard. It's like a, like a piano that you can attach to your computer. Mm-hmm. And I would just start playing notes and swaying, trying to make a song, trying to compose something. And what I'm trying to compose matches the feeling. If I'm writing a song that is joyful, I would try to compose something that is joyful. And as I'm composing it, I kind of, like, I'm thinking about what words, if I were to write a song for this thing that I'm composing right now, what would it be? And it's like a backdoor to the songwriting part of my brain where I can trick it because it's blocked from the front. But now I'm coming in from the back, you know, like from behind because I'm coming in with this shield of, oh, no, 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 I'm not writing what you think I'm writing. I'm writing for this thing, the, the mm-hmm. piano thing that I'm doing now. So it's fine. Don't don't block me, please. I'm, I'm not that guy. So that would sort of like let me back in in my writing, uh, songwriting zone, and I would defeat the writing, uh, the writing block, the writer's block. Mm-hmm. By that, so I guess by that definition, my craft that I usually go to um, to amplify my songwriting would be composing music. Okay. Uh, my creative craft. Well, I don't know. My creative craft is really weird because I have a strong visual inclined mind, so video mm-hmm. and all the editing and adding special effects and having the finished product with the video is kind of what I plan out, having baggy roll footage, background music for some parts. But with me, I don't know if I get writer's block. Uh, it's actually the opposite. I have so much ideas that I, my mind's constantly moving. So I don't really contain any of it. Uh, when I get these, like, huge sprees, I literally just have, uh, a private server, Discord-wise, for MC Anime Podcast, and I just put all idea topics in that channel, because I don't want to lose it, and then I, if I ever have the time to go back to it, I go back to it, and, uh, let's just do this today, I'm running out of ideas. And that is a previous effort to avoid running out of ideas because uh, I think of it at the moment. So when I write it down, it's like etched in there. So whenever I need to go back, I have an idea when I get stuck. I don't know if that helps, but it does provide interesting episode generation for the podcast and what I want what I envision because uh there's been a moment of time with just a couple weeks I just went the entire idea topic and we went in chronological order and that's how we made the episodes and then lately I've been even put more and more content in it but I've been creating podcast content other other ideas than the topic generation as well yeah i mean because of we uh, scientifically speaking our brain 
brains, sorry, uh, are structured differently because of the things we do. Mm-hmm. So basically, anything you learn right right now, uh, we're talking to each other, and I'm learning from you, and you're learning from me, and the listeners are learning from both of us because they can't speak to us. It's just us. Uh, we're two men show yeah. now. Uh, everything we've, we're hearing and everything you retain would slightly change the structure of your brain in a certain way. And those different structures create uh, basically who you are at the moment, but it's getting structured. <clears throat> so this is why we have different ways of dealing with uh, the, the uh, surge of ideas or the lack of. I have uh, the flu. It's still yeah. bugging me. Anyways, it's uh, so, so. My point is, as as much as you'd like to think that you have a lot of ideas, and uh, and you do, obviously, but sometimes you cannot access those ideas. You know you have them, like you've had them before. It reaches a point. I, don't I have to write it down. If, you, uh, if I don't write it down, I lose it. Oh, you lose it completely. Right? Not I lose it completely. It just the original idea. Usually, the original epiphany moment is what I need to write down. Mm. So, so, so you're like you write the source, like uh, you keep the seeds. Yes. Uh, not not the whole tree. Per yeah. Se. Because yeah, uh, if I, I keep the receipt, guess what? I can recognize, oh, this is this transaction on this date. This is mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. This is why I bought it. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it's uh, like a family heirloom triggers certain emotions. And that, that mm-hmm. it's just a visual that you can instantly have his memories come back to. Yeah, that, that, I, that I understand because I experienced some of that myself. And I don't know why, but I, I get the surge of ideas when I'm about to sleep. Like that mm-hmm. mo- like a twilight moment between being awake and falling asleep. So and when I wake up, like I think of something and I'm like, oh, this would be great. Sometimes I think of uh, like a, like a, like a mo- music musical motif, mo- motif. Like I'm like, din, 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 din. oh, that, that would sound nice if I could do this with that. And, da, 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 da. and then... Okay, I'm gonna do it tomorrow morning. First thing when I wake up, I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna make that. I wake up. I remember that I've thought of something yesterday before I fell asleep. But I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was. And I got tired of having this because I know that I've thought of something good, and I've tried very hard to remember it, but I can't do it now. So what I started to do is I started keeping. Uh, a small notebook with a pen next to my bed. And whenever I think of something, I just write it down. I don't turn on the lights. I don't I do not do anything. I just yeah. grab the pen and sort of like uh, try as hard as I can to scroll uh, and type and write uh, a coherent word or sentence that I can read in the morning and understand what it is. Um, my handwriting is already bad enough. I write like... I read like uh, a doctor on acid. I, I just I have the worst mm-hmm. handwriting. Uh, it, like so to do it in the dark and I'm not even looking and like stretching yeah. my hand 
in a way that I'm not usually used to writing with. So, but but I do that helps me remember in the morning when I wake up. So if oh, anyone okay. has that problem, use my method, and gotcha. uh, you shall remember what you wrote. Well, that also with handwriting, I have a funny story. Uh, recently, okay. I was at a, it was at briefing time, and mm-hmm. my job was to take inventory for shirts. Well, I would write everything down by category and in which design, how many we had. So I was doing it for a long time, did about halfway, had help. And the woman I had help said I actually had better handwriting than she did. Even though I don't really contribute my handwriting to be that well. But I've had so many people say my handwriting is so well done or so much better than their own style. Even women sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. I, my handwriting is very legible. That's what I can say. And I can read very bad handwriting as well. That's just the weird thing. I can read my dad's bad cursive. Like, bad cursive. You can... Uh, you... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need your skills. I'm gonna send you some <laughs> pictures of my notes. <laughs> you have to translate for me what I wrote down. Like, even my notes when I write fast... Uh, people say, I can't read that. It's like, well, yeah, of course you can't read it. As I didn't take my time to write it, I just went on write, 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 write mode, and I read it because I knew what I said. Now, sometimes I might, like, for example, write... The reason why my writing of initials and abbreviations is so well done, that's literally what I do at work. I do sticky notes and literally say, what do I need to put out on the floor? And I do abbreviations like, I don't know, red pepper, R-A-P. And I make sure I do the P uh-huh. right because then it could be red. It could be red, not, you know, red pepper. Yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah, I if I don't do it right, I get confused. It's like, what was that supposed to mean? Even though I just wrote it, what? I mean, I... I... Like my handwriting, it the, the problem that would come with it yeah. never caught up to me until this very year, because I've had bad handwriting like ever since I was a kid, ever yeah. since like my first day in school, I I just couldn't, and you know my parents were worried, and they kind of like got me all these um, courses and books on how to improve and stuff like that, and I've tried them all, but I. Could never fix it. I it kind of made it more re- readable if I would take my absolute time writing what I'm writing. And uh, when I started learning more languages, uh, Arabic, French, and English, uh, like it, I felt more comfortable writing in English because sort of like the speed of uh, how I think in the English language in my brain matches the speed that my hand uh, moves with, which is very fast. And that's why, like, my writing is... So English like has, like, is... what, more simple vo- words and... Uh, it's more no, simple? I, uh, or is it more short? Is it shorter? So you can convey more meaning and more less text than the Arabic? I don't think it's... Either of those. Or the different meanings. Is it like the different words that you can use to convey you how you feel? Yeah, I 
think it's it's it doesn't have to do with how the English language works. It's how my brain okay. uh, sort of uh, received it and uh, took it in, because I've found it easier to learn English than to continue learning Arabic, which is the language that I was brought up speaking. Right now, at this point in my life, and I'm 25 years old, I speak better English than I speak Arabic. I still speak Arabic very well, and I speak some French, but um, English is like the language that I, I'm most uh, coherent at, and most um, uh, like the vocabulary that I have in English is way better than the one that I have uh, when it comes to Arabic. Yeah. But, I just feel comfortable expressing myself in English, um, so I guess that makes it easier yeah. for me to write it. I, I'm not even sure like wh where the connection lies, but I, yeah. I know that there is a connection there. Here's like two different sides of that story. Uh, mm -hmm. Immigrants a lot of times learn English a lot better than other people that actually speak English. But English is still one of the harder languages to learn because there's just so much to learn about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of times English as a second language can be really difficult for a lot of people because different homophones, the different meanings of words, the same spelling of the same word that have different meaning. Yeah. yeah. The different yeah. Si similar sounding words or good and food are totally different, but they have the same spelling. Phonetic, yeah. uh, phonetic um, sounding is different too, depending on the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, you have like read, could be read, could be read. Yeah. You just have to cool. uh, understand the context that the word is in, and then you sort of uh, understand if it's. Like, how does uh, phonetic how sounding in writing convey as well? Um, it's, uh, this is a question that kind of relates to a couple things in writing. Yeah. Uh, they are under the same umbrella, which is, uh, what do you call them? Language composition. No, 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 no. The, uh, when you have like the sounds, like E, uh, like the vowels. What they, the vowels. No, the vowels, what do they make? Uh, how did I... I use this word constantly. How did I forget this? Syllables. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, so you yeah. have... Vowels do the break. And, okay, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this is basically a tip on how you can differentiate between amateur songwriter and uh, someone who is not an amateur. Could be great, could be good, could be whatever in between those, but he's not an amateur. Uh, an amateur songwriter, and I've been a terribly amateur songwriter, by the way. I'm not taking uh, or riding any high horse in here. Uh, it's just something that you learn with time, which is using syllables. Because an amateur songwriter would only rhyme the, like, the last letter. So you, you would have like make, take, bake, cake, ache, sake, lake, and that's, if, if you try to rhyme all of your words that way, it can be very limiting and it would not sound as good. However, if you focus on 
the syllables, you don't really have to rhyme the last word. You just have to make the words sound sort of the same. So, and this goes back to the most, uh, you know, the, 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 the oldest philosophical question. Why are we here? You know, uh, where are we going? What's the afterlife? And what does rhyme with orange? Now, if you try to rhyme orange in like, um, in, in an amateur way, then you would have to focus on matching the letters, which is probably impossible. However, that doesn't mean that the word orange cannot be rhymed, because if you focus on the syllables, then you, then you can rhyme the word orange. You can say, uh, you can say, I'm staring at this door hinge, and there, there's, there's this orange hanging, and it, uh, I'm getting a getting boring and you kind of like focus on the syllables because if you write it down on paper you'll be like ah that wouldn't rhyme but if you say it it would like if I wrote down door hinge and orange you would say I don't think that would rhyme I'll be like all right but say it though just say it see how it is pronounced and you would say orange door hinge oh it does rhyme now because you've used the syllables instead of the letters yeah so or Hinge, orange, orange. Yeah. Kind of goes up in the middle and goes down. Orange, door, hinge. So that kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of words like orange that cannot be rhymed with uh, just the letters, and you have to use syllables. And the cleverest rhymers, they use the cleverest syllable rhyming. Now, my question is like, this Is there a particular word that does not have. Syllable rhyming or ending rhyming? Uh, I have yet to meet one. I've oh, okay. never, yeah, never had that problem. Just give it a lot of thought. I can rhyme like words uh, pretty, like pretty fast, but it, that's not the challenge. The challenge is to All right. find a word that rhymes, that, that gets rhymed with in, in, uh, with using syllables, Where do we it doesn't mean like you always have to use syllables, but it's yeah. more clever if you if it's something. Context. Where do we belong? The misunderstanding with the composition, it to be where it is. Like, how would you change that phrase into like to make it more flowing? What was the sentence? Where do we belong? No. It's the misunderstanding. It's the composition of what it is. Should I rhyme it or <laughs> try to rhyme it with it? syllables and maybe make it better? Uh, I would have to type it down and sort of look at it. Where do I belong? Could you? Uh, should I open a file and try yeah, to do it now? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me a second. We have our document open. All right. Say what you just said so I can type it down. Where do I belong? It's the misunderstanding. It's the composition of what we are. Is the misunderstanding the composition of where we are? Okay, so what do we have here? Where do I belong is the misunderstanding. Where do I belong is the misunderstanding. Yes. Where do I belong? Uh, okay, I'm gonna take that one. Mm -hmm. Try to make something with it. 
where do I belong? It is misunderstanding. I feel like I'm cruising through space. Which planet would I be landing? And I would put comma and at so I can sort of create some space for myself so I can rhyme at mm. uh, later on. So it's now where do I belong? It's misunderstanding. I feel like I'm cruising through space. Which planet? Would I be landing at this our flower grows this canvas? All right, at so I can put this seed. Of what I need, I don't care if I can't breathe as long as the composition of what I would be, the composition of what I would be, would contain how I truly. I just rhyme with B with truly feel. Okay. So you see, like, if you write them down, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be nowhere near each other. But All if right. I read them to you, so I would, now we have from where do I belong is a misunderstanding, the composition of where we are. Mm -hmm. Now we have where do I belong in this misunderstanding. I feel like I'm cruising through space. Which planet will I be landing at? So I can put the seed of what I need. I don't care if I can't breathe as long as the composition of what I would be would contain how I truly feel. Okay, so let's do a like a pour before and after. Um, this is uh, let's see, this is where we belong. It's a misunderstanding, the composition to what we feel to what we are. So that's the before. What's the full length version that you did? The, like, Just read it back, uh, like how you read a uh, song lyric. Yeah, like, like, like you said, where do I belong is the misunderstanding. I feel like I'm cruising through space. Which planet would I be landing at so I can put the seed of what I need? I don't care if I can breathe as long as the composition of what I would be would contain how I truly feel. Oh, okay. So... Taking a simple phrase and turning into that really does something a really unique character. You know, you take it something very vague, but actually give it a lot more meaning. Mm -hmm. What's the question? The question is using syllables that that advancing does it really help with more songwriting? I mean, if had I focused on just not taking syllables into account, I would have probably stopped at, I don't know, 60 songs, 80 songs, because I would feel like I'm not progressing. But when you introduce the element of writing, rhyming the sounds rather than the letters, it, open, it basically 
makes it like like an open field with unlimited options and yeah. you can just write forever because there's no shortage of sounds but there are shortage of words because if if there is a shortage of sounds if there is a certain amount of sounds the thing about sounds is that they can be bent like yeah. uh Eminem, for example doesn't always say this like the, the words it doesn't always say them the same he would say the same word but he wouldn't pronounce it he wouldn't pronounce it the same because he can bend the sounds in certain ways where the word is not lost but also he just made a rhyme with another word and it, the, the, the ability to bend the sounds makes uh, the number of sounds possible infinite so you you would have this infinite number of things you can you know do oh, okay mm -hmm. so uh, as we kind of wrap up what do you want people to know about uh, songwriting and finding meaning behind it I would leave you with two things the first one is the answer to what you just said and the second one is the latest poem that I've wrote if that's okay with you okay okay so what I would like people to know about songwriters is that you would be surprised how many of your favorite songs are not really written written by the performer that you idolize so much. You would be surprised how many of the songs that you listen to and you're like, this is, I, I feel this and I relate to every single word, line, letter in this song. You would be surprised how many of them are not really, you know, like, uh, uh, it's not coming from the person who's singing it. So I would suggest like take like five of your, of your favorite emotional songs that you feel like you really relate to and you Google them and it's public information. You can find the performer and the writer. And I think uh, that, that would give you sort of the sense of, oh, um, I, I'm, I gave credit to the wrong person Still, the performer has done a great job in conveying the emotion through their voice, but also there's another person who's more in tune with you because he's the one or she's the one who wrote uh, the words that you're so uh, in tune with. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is it's not as easy, but it's also as not as hard as you think it might be. If you think you have words in you, if you think you have emotions in you, and uh, you wish you could, you know, draw or, I don't know, express them in a certain way, try expressing them with words. Just give it a go. It's not, it, uh, this is why I don't think there's uh, a bad song. Because I believe if it, if it comes from the heart, it's good and it's art and you should be proud of it. If you if you really mean what you write, that should be it. That should be the standard. Unfortunately, we cannot prove intention, so it cannot be used as you know like a like a general measurement thing. Yeah. But you should be proud of what you write on your own. If you want to share it to people, if you want to share it with me, you can find me like we've said on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, uh, we can talk about it. We can do whatever. But if 
if you feel a certain way, try to express it uh, through words, and I promise you it would help you greatly. You don't even have to write the words. Just put them down. Uh, if you have any artistic, uh, I don't know, review on how you should put them down, try it. Just give it a go. It's not as hard as you think it would be, and it's also, again, not as easy to do it, uh, uh, you know, on a professional level, but you should give it a go. So that's what I would leave, it, leave you with as the answer. Gotcha. And uh, for anyone out there going through the idea generating process to be a creative element, just know that your idea can be translated from paper to screen, to screen to paper, to canvas, to writing, to just making sounds. It's really up to you how you make it, how you go about it, but also finding the niche area that you excel in. That is really the key element in creating something meaningful. To have something as meaningful, to have to convey a message, to let it not only take you from a place that's beyond you, but something more than you. Something that is individually from you that gives others inspiration, good yeah. good feelings, just something that's inspiring. Just know that it comes from the heart and it coming from the heart truly means more than just no no emotions at all yeah because the more emotions the less emotion you invest the less emotions you feel after you achieve it yep that's um that's very true uh i truly agree with that and um i i guess we could uh (laughs) wrap this up yeah like i said i would read you a poem uh, this is the latest thing that I've wrote, and I've wrote, uh, it wasn't for a client, it wasn't for anyone, I just, I thought about it, and um, I wrote it. So here it goes. It's called Miserable Chair. Um, here I sit on my miserable chair, at this miserable table, wondering how long can I horse around and stay stable. Eating off my miserable plate, on this miserable date, wondering if it's too late to start a new slate. This fable. Drinking out of my miserable glass with tears of a miserable past, wondering will a Catholic Mass cure the sinful soul that made sinning its sole goal. Broken like an old cast, signed by everyone that passed away or by. In the lights I hide, sitting beside myself, so I guess I'm really out of my mind. Here I go, trying to be clever with a rhyme to shy away yet again from the fact that I'm not fine. I can sit here and write down double entendres all day. No matter how many miserable layers I put on it, it doesn't make any of it okay. Thank you. All right. With that, you know, that is, you know, what it is. And thank you for uh, stating that piece. and for anyone that wants to view more episodes of NC Anime Podcasts, check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, MC Anime. Be a Patreon supporter at Blog MC Anime at Patreon. Become an MC Animator. 
professional posts, polls, content of anime, titles, watch lists, everything else. Be a guest, special guest, all of that's included in those tiers. Uh, thank you for uh, your time for us today. I really enjoyed it. It provided more insight into songwriting and finding meaning. And I think that's what we achieve is really great. Thank you. I've really enjoyed my time here. And, uh, you know, who knows? I might come back. Yes. He might come back and who knows? We might even dis discuss more content. All right, guys. Enjoy and be prosperous in any endeavor you choose.